<laughs> hey guys um how you guys doing by the way before you listen to the episode for this week i'd like to invite you to be a part of the 33 project which is the education and scholarship fund that i'm putting together to um, help indigent children and families in nigeria it's one of my initiatives for this coming new year i'm hoping to raise um $3,300, that's $1,000 for every year that I have, you know, that would have been a life. To be a part of that, all you just have to do is donate towards it, and all you want to share the link to um, your friends uh, and your family, share it on your Facebook page and Instagram or wherever, just share it, and no amount is too small, and um, most of the recipients are going to be from Nigeria anyways, and a dollar goes a long way, it's a long stretch, so to put it in better context, a dollar is actually like... 360 naira so with 50 dollars you can actually pay for someone's tuition and i'm not saying you should put you know 50 dollars down whatever you can put down 10 dollars 20 dollars five dollars hey i'll take it i don't discriminate against money and for those listening in nigeria the pay stack link is also up and i'm gonna put it in the show notes you can also be a part of this but anyways i hope you guys um help me to achieve this dream so let's um be part of something great through the the three project by the Marcival podcast. Yeah, I think that's it. Enjoy the show then, and thank you so much. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Um, yeah. Sorry, I was having some trouble. I was going to like four different links. I didn't know what I was doing. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I like to pretend I'm uh, technologically advanced. And <laughs> <I hit> some... <laughs> well, you're, you're quite a man of many talents, so this is actually thank comforting you. to know that um, technology is <laughs> one of your strongest forts, so this is good. <laughs> Hello everyone, I am Marcibel, and this is the Marcibel Podcast. Okay, so yeah, how, how's everything? Good, good. Um, I should just tell you, uh, thank you so much for finding me and for reaching out. Really appreciate it, and I cannot wait to explore your story. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, look. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the show. This is the Marcible Podcast, a podcast about culture and cultural nomads designed for Blacks and Asians and those who love them. I'm your host, Marcible, Nigerian, born, yes, educated, Korean speaking, wandering intellectual. Um, on the show today, I have um, someone whose story I cannot wait to explore. Um, I actually found him on, well, they found me on Instagram and through one of my episodes I had done with um, another guest of mine, um, um, tale of um, Prince, Dr. Ozi, the princess, um, African princess. And we just got talking and I clicked on their bio and I was like, wow, that's a very interesting story there. And like I said, I cannot wait to explore them. Um, now, um, his name is Cyrus, Cyrus Mazzani. He was born in Belfar, California, and he started playing football at the age of three through the um, American Youth Soccer Organization. In his early days, he played as a midfielder and a goalkeeper, and he later moved solely to the goalie position. He's been around, he's played for a while since, I think, 2006, and um, moved to Europe at the age of 18, and he played with different clubs there, you know, AC, Bellinzona, FC Locarno, FC Bazal, and then he also went to the Philippines, he went to Costa Rica, and um, also he played, he signed with the Icelandic Club Vestry. He has been coaching for over six years now for various clubs and also privately, and um, he's also trained as a goalkeeper. Currently, he's also a founding partner of the Keystone team, um, 
where he does real estate, and we're going to explore that as well. And he also has a charity, which we're going to talk about as well. So, um, like I said, he's very talented, and I cannot wait to you know share his story. Cyrus, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Did I do justice to your bio? I think you did a little too much to my bio. Oh, really? No, <laughs> you had such a lot there. I was like, yeah, I just want to try and pick the good, the like the I, highlight there because it's it's such a you know full bio, and I I wasn't I didn't want to like you know cut something. So I, no, I wish no, I you did amazing. A lot. <laughs> I hear it, and then I'm like, wow, there's a lot. There is a lot there, you know. Um, oh, but wow. uh, uh, it's 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 exciting. It's really exciting. I mean, that's what life's about, right? Just keep it going. Is, it is. It is. And kudos to you for all the things you do. Let's even just get started with your name. Your name, I have a friend that has that name, and I just want to confirm. It sounds Iranian. Is that where your you know, name is from? Yeah, so my, um, <laughs> my dad is, uh, uh, my dad was Persian, uh-huh. and my mom is Mexican, so I'm half Persian, half Mexican. What? My, yeah, <laughs> I know, what a mix, right? That's a, that's a very interesting mix. I think you're like the first person I'm meeting like that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, um... So my dad is. Uh, so I'm, uh, uh, my dad was born in Tehran, Iran, and mm. then um, moved here. And so I'm first generation on that side. And then my mom, my grandmother, was born in Mexico City. Wow. So my mom would be first generation Mexican. So I'm second generation, right? So yeah, yeah it's kind of it's really cool. So close to my roots. Which wow. Is, which is and really your parents met in, they met in California. Yeah. Um, wow. Actually, that's probably one of the most interesting stories. Is they met um, my my mom didn't really wasn't really um wanting to date anyone at the time uh-huh. and um my uh, if i remember the story correctly my parents were driving on the freeway <clears throat> together or not together but in so different cars really? and my mom was with my aunt and my my dad was with his best friend and they were both driving the, the car you know my mom was in the passenger seat my dad was in the passenger seat yeah. And they were kind of doing that little, you know, racing on the side, you know, driving <laughs> next to each other. And this is at the time when, you know, you, you don't have the cell phones. So yeah. they, um, they ended up pulling over to the side so that my dad's friend and my aunt could oh, exchange yeah. contact info. Oh, geez. And my dad asked for my mom. And my mom said, heck no, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's, and that's kind of what happened. And maybe that's where I get my persistence from because my, oh my, um, my dad kept going. And, uh, I mean, I mean, they ended up together and, and my, my dad passed away when I was younger, but, oh, um, I'm sorry to hear. but, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's how my, my parents met. So it's a pretty wow. interesting story. I was like La La Land before, you know, La La Land <laughs> became a thing on the freeway in California for that matter. Oh wow! How cool, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah very so, cool story. Very cool story. Yeah. I love love stories. So now, did you grow up speaking Farsi or um, Spanish at home? No. So, um, so I actually never learned either language. Which now okay. I'm I'm learning both. Um, okay. I learned I learned more Spanish from just playing soccer. To be honest, um, um, the bad words. Being around- <laughs> So you always start with the. You always start the bad words. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no matter what the language, you start with. The I bad know. Words. Even I, I, I started learning Korean and I learned the bad words first. You just stick to you, you know. You wouldn't exactly. really use them as much. I know them. <laughs> yep, and then and so so you know that's what it kind of was, and so now I could I could understand and I could I could speak Spanish, um, not completely flu uh, uh, fluent, but I can I can do. I can keep a conversation and then Farsi, I can't, but that's something that I really want to learn that. And, um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little more fluent 
than both of them in Italian than I am in either Spanish or Farsi, but I want to learn Farsi and Italian wow. and Spanish. Those are my three languages that I really want to narrow down. So that's a, Impressive. that's my life. That's a life goal there. Impressive. So. so how many languages are you going to end up speaking? How many languages do you currently speak? Even the ones you're learning about four? I, I only, I mean, I only speak, I only speak one, right. I only speak English yeah. fluently. Like, um, but, uh, what I want to be able to do is speak four. You know, maybe one day I could be like the Pope and speak like every language in the books because that would be really, that would be really cool. You know, oh. I went to one mass, I went, I, when I was living in Europe, I went to a, 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 a mass, mass yeah. in, um, at the Vatican and the Pope did it in like eight different languages. And I was just like, wow, that's oh, impressive. That's amazing. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> I'm still struggling <laughs> with the three and a half I'm still looking about. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what? Yeah. No, I don't like, know. It's crazy. Anyways, thanks for sharing that. Um, so you started playing football at the age of three. Now, was that through your mom's side or your dad's side? Like, where did that start from? So really funny is um, neither. Um, I was the first uh, one in my family to play soccer. Wow. Um, um, my I have a, a older brother that's that's two years older than me, and he played. But I was the one that really got is the really the reason why he even started playing because oh. I loved it so much. Um, my dad. My dad didn't play. My mom didn't play. My siblings all didn't play. And, um, but I loved it so much. And so, yeah, that's what I did. I, I had no family that played soccer. Wow. And what region did you play for truly AYSL? Uh, region 159 oh, in Los Alamitos. Nice. Yeah. So, um, Los Alamitos, California. And, um, yeah, pretty, pretty interesting though. Cause yeah, I, 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 now that I'm thinking about it, I had no other, I had no family that was playing. So how, like, so I, I see that you've traveled a lot, like, and even before, at the age of 18, you moved to Europe. Did you have anyone go with you or you went by yourself? What was that like for you? No, I went, I went on my own. Um, it was, it's always so, so interesting because um, a lot of people, they, they ask me that, they, what, you moved to Europe, you know, by yourself? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know what I see it as is like, well, there's younger kids that do it, you know, like, yeah, like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I was 18. But I mean, there's kids that do it that are much younger. But um, for me, I, I, I don't know, I, um, it wasn't something that was like, a big deal for me. It was more of like, okay, next step. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, for me, it was always it was always my goal to do that. And it was always my goal to move to Europe and play. So it was just like, okay, now it's happened. Now next, what's next? You know what I mean? Compared yeah. to, compared to like, you know, me freaking out. No, like I, if I would have got a phone call when I was 15 and, and they told me to move, I would have just picked up my bags and left. Like, um, I, I was always very independent. Um, especially once, when my dad passed away, I kind of, I felt like I couldn't, um, I felt like I shouldn't, um, mm you know, ask my mom for different things. And I felt like, you know, my mom started working, you know, five, six jobs when my dad passed away to keep the uh -huh. house over our heads. Um, and so I felt like it was, you know, I was very independent. I get myself up. I give a talk actually to different schools and it's I about like, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this talk that I, that I, that I've done and that I, I continue to do at different districts is, um, it's about choices. Right. And, 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 um, and one of the main points that I talk about is, is the, the point of like the point of life is other people. And, and, and sixth grade, I, I always say like, I, I can barely take care of myself. So how am I supposed to take care of others? Yeah. Right. And like my way of doing that was not letting my mom worry about 
the little things, not letting my mom have to worry about me. You know, I got up in the morning, I got ready on my own. I got my food ready. I went, to, I walked to school, you know, I did my own thing because I didn't want my mom to have to stress over one other thing because she was handling it like a champ. You know, yeah. um, my mom lost the three closest people in her life within a year. It was her mom, wow. her brother, and then my dad. Mm. So for me, I saw it as my mom stepped up to the plate and started working six jobs. She, it was like, she didn't even skip. She was like, yep, taking care of my family. That's it. And for me, I couldn't give another burden to her. So I was always really independent. Um, and then growing, going into, you know, playing and everything I didn't, I always did my own thing. So for me, it wasn't really like I was, I was scared or anything. I was just like, yeah, this is the next step. You know, this is, this is what I got to do. I'll go do it and move forward. Now I'm really close with my family as well. So it was a little harder to leave my family and my mom and my, my siblings and everything like that. Um, but for me, it was the bigger picture. Uh, I can see how just moving to Europe at 18 probably helped with yourself um, sense of independence and that kind of slipped into your personality as well. You know, being very um, tenacious and, and just, you know, that um, go-getter thing you have going. I can see how all of that, you know, helped you out. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think, I, I really do think it did. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it makes it makes me... I feel like it it made me more like, hey, look, you either do it or you don't. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sink or swim kind of kind of mentality. <laughs> can be hard sometimes, but I can see how you keep going. So you've talked about just you know um, your dad and also your mom and losing your dad and how that kind of helped you. What would you say keeps you going now? Now that you, I can imagine that you're on a cruise control level. What keeps you motivated? So. Um, so I always, I ask this, these three questions every time I, I, I have, you know, the Keystone team is, is a real estate team. So I have, I have 20 agents that, um, that are on my team right now. And my goal is to have 33 by the end of the year. Wow, nice. And, um, and, uh, and I always, I, 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 I go back to this and I ask every single one of my agents when they come on, I, I say, okay, what's your definition of success? What's your definition of wealth? And why do you do what you do? And I ask him those three questions because, you know, you have your, your definition of success, right? That's something that's going to change, you know, your definition of success, you know, for like one of my agents, I told him, I said, one of, one of your definitions of success is you don't have kids yet. You know, your definition of success is going to be buying your, your first property with your new wife. Mm -hmm. And then after that, your definition of success is going to have your, Later on, it's going to change into having your kids grow up and be able to go to college for and not have to pay anything because you've had that set up. It's going to change. That's ever changing with your life and how it moves forward, right? Mm -hmm. um, your definition of wealth is something that is going to stay there um, because that's a that's the bigger picture. So, so for instance, um, right now my definition of success is is um, being able to not have my so my my brother in law. Um, I have four siblings. Okay. Um, and my oldest sister, my her husband passed away last year, oh, and um, and, uh, he was he was forty years old, uh, forty forty two years old, and um, he he passed away from pancreatic cancer, and they have four kids. Huh. So my definition of success right now is is getting them move forward, not letting them worry about things. 
You know what I mean? Um, later on, it might change when I get married and have kids and so on and so forth. That might change. But right now, this is where it's at. Then my definition of wealth is how much I can afford to give away. Um, I'm a big believer in like, is, is as much as you make, you have to, you have to also give, you know, because that's what makes the world go round. Right. True. And, and then, and then you have, why do you do what you do? And that's what you're asking me is why do I do what I do? And, and, yeah. and that why, that why is what makes me do. It's, it's like I said about moving to Europe, leaving my family, right? Like that, that why is what drives. It's the bigger picture. You know, I can get through the mundane tasks, you know, I can get through cause I have, I still prospect for business. You know, I, I, I'm a real estate agent. I still, I still make phone calls. I still door knock. I still, I still follow up on leads. I still service clients. Oh. And, and a lot of that, I always tell people like I played soccer for a living and I've always hated going to the gym. I was a professional athlete, but I yeah. did that because it, it, it led to the why, why, why am I here? What was the bigger picture, you know? And so for me right now, the bigger picture is, is, is exactly that is my family, you know, my family and then my nonprofit giving football, those two things between those two things. That's what drives me every single day. That's what keeps me going and keeps me firing on all cylinders at all times is knowing that when I take, when I sell a property, I'm going to take a percentage of that, put it back into giving football and be able to go change kids lives around the world. that never had that opportunity, you know? And, and even as, as, much of a headache as XYZ client is, I'm going to deal with it because I know that it's going to feed to the bigger picture. And so that's my why that's, that's really why I do what I do is for my family and for, for the nonprofit. That is you know, quite impressive. It reminds me of um, one of the tweets that came out from Naval. I just started following him and he talked about, you know, seeking wealth, not money or status. And by you talking about those three questions and um, by what you do and how you give to your family and through your charity i think that that's a balanced life right there because i i know that no man has invariably helped others without helping themselves so that's good and i wish you the very best with you know all of that and thanks Thank for you. answering that um i'm also curious to know though like have you failed at anything before and uh-huh. if you say yes. you have a fear of failing or even of succeeding if things go right you know because the fear can go both ways either at failing at something or when you do succeed at something so I'm a, I'm a big believer in, in, in fail and fail often. Uh, I, uh, uh, I think that failure, I think a lot of people, and I think that especially in this, in this, in society, we, we have this, this negative view of failure. And, um, and I think that, I think that it's really, it's really twisted. Um, I'm a big believer that failure is a positive thing. Uh, I think that you have to fail. Um, in order to be successful at anything, you have to fail. And so I chase failure. I want to fail, you know, because the more times it's like, um, um, uh, you know, Edison, uh, they, they asked him like, uh, you know, how many times did you fail to, uh, 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 before you created light the light bulb, bulb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, I, I didn't fail. I just found, you know, XYZ amount not to do things. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And that's exactly how I feel, right? Like it's exactly, you know, failure, failure is so necessary. And, and, and I always say it like this, you know, you have, you have light, which without darkness, you have no light. And mm. I think that without failure, you have no success. That's true. I think that there's a lot of, a lot of people and I get them. I, I get the, 
the agents that are just scared of fail, failing. And I sit there and I'm like, why? Right? What, what's the worst that's going to happen if I call a client and they hang up on me? What's the worst that's going to happen if I try something new and it doesn't work? Mm. Okay, I just hit the drawing board and I keep going. I, I'm, at, I'm, I'm where I started. You know, and, and that's the, the key thing to remember is like, is like, if you don't, if you don't try to push the boundaries, how are you ever going to get forward? That's true. You know, so yeah, I fail. I fail all the time. I mean, I, and, and honestly, I laugh about it. And I enjoy it because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what I've realized is that failure is so necessary. You know, it's so necessary with anything that you do in life and, 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 you know, you could break it down to in business, in your personal relationships. I mean, I mean, how much you can learn from being in a romantic relationship that failed is is tremendous. And I was just talking to one of my good friends about that actually yeah. earlier tonight. I was like, look, you're going through what I went through. And he's like, yeah, except I, I said, but you're dealing with a little smarter. He goes, well, you dealt with it before. So I get to learn from you. And it's uh, true, right? You learn from... You learn from people's experience. You learn from experiences in life. That's yeah. how you learn, right? You yeah. learn from your, your own experience. As you mean you want to learn, as you mean you want to adopt that attitude of, let this be like a learning period for me. This didn't work out exactly. as I wanted, you know? Yeah. Exactly. You know, you have like a little kid, right? And um, like my niece, she's two years old. Okay. She's two and a half. She's jumping on the couch, jumping on the couch, jumping on the couch. I said, Sadie, hey, get down from there. You're going to hurt yourself. What does she do? She keeps jumping on the couch, jumping on the couch. Sadie, you're going to hurt yourself. Get down. So she stops. Then two minutes later, what does she do? Jump on the couch again. And then eventually she jumps on the couch and then she fell. And she didn't really hurt herself that bad, but she hurt herself enough for her to realize I shouldn't do that again. Hmm. Right. And yeah. she's learning from her experiences. Right. She's, yeah. she's, she's, she's learning to adapt from, from what she's dealt with. And this is kind of how, how, people have evolved and moved forward in life and then so now you have that now i'm a big believer in you learn from experiences but you don't always have to learn from your own from others yeah you can learn from other people's experiences you know they say they say smart man a smart person learns from from what he's dealt with and a wise person learns from what other people have dealt with as well and that's where I, i i'm a big believer in so like yes i fail all the time and then I offer those, I, I offer those lessons to the agents that I talk to or the, the kids that I speak to or the, 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 the speeches that I give at different events and so on and so forth. Yeah. But also I'm learning from other people that are failing because that's a necessary thing. And so I, I, I'm a, you know, long, long story short, I love failing. I believe in failure and I believe that failure is necessary and it's actually a positive thing. It's so true. So true. I think it's also, like you said, our attitude, you know, it depends on our attitude towards it. Is it going to be like Very a teachable much. moment for us or that shame we have about feeling that stuff, you know? And um, that example you gave about your niece in Nigeria, like in African culture, is totally the same thing. Especially with kids when it comes to like fire, the first time you're like, don't touch that. They won't listen to you. <laughs> and then once they just try touching it the first time, they're never going to go near it again. And that's exactly. like learning from, I mean, it's not going to burn them and singe them alive or things like that, but just a little bit of heat to like make sure they never go there again. And usually yep. that's how you learn from stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that's true. Yeah. And I think also the humility of seeing others fail and learning from them, them 
can also is something we can imbibe in ourselves that if people are that vulnerable enough for you to see them at such a low point of their life as far as when they fail and you can be so humble to see that process count that as a privilege you know like oh so you're not even all that you know and i think if we can be vulnerable in showing others how we failed how we flawed and how we got back i think that'll be really good a lot of what we see these days is you know the success stories but we don't really get to see behind the scenes like how many yeah. times did you fail to get here and like how many times did you have to lose this money to get you know this number of investors and things like that 100 percent, 100 percent. and i think that's where I think that that stems a lot, especially right now with our society. I think it stems a lot of like from social media and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. because you see all of all of the glamour, but you don't see what it took to get there. Exactly. You know, um, exactly. um, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just for me, I think that you hit it right on right on the nail. Like it's OK to be vulnerable, right? Like like what what I think a lot of people are scared of is not not the failure it's the, it's the vulnerability. It's yeah. the, they're scared. They're, they're more scared of what people are going to think about That's it. Mm-hmm. them failing. Yeah. And, and when you can free your mind from that, when you can, when you can get your mind off of the, well, this person's going to be upset that I didn't do this and this blah, blah. And you just focus on yourself and focus on developing yourself. You're going to be so much more successful in everything that you do. Yeah, I mean, and these things are easier said than done because I, growing up oh, in yes. Nigeria, was so um, outwardly focused about what people think about us on top of the societal pressures we are, you know, used to. And so failure sometimes is not seen as an option. And so people, like, do all kinds of things and sometimes lying to themselves and to others, anything just to avoid, you know, being deemed a failure. But what's bad about failing, you know? Exactly. Exactly, and I like how you just talked about that. And given how successful you are, I can't even imagine how many times you fail. And I think um, emphasizing that failure is something you, like you said, fail and fail often. I like that. And I think it's um, an attitudinal shift that we all should adopt. Thanks. Yeah, I, I really, truly, I really, truly believe it. And I think that if we do, then, you know, I think that we'll have a, a much more successful society. I mean, that's just my opinion, though, you know. Yeah, that's true. I think it's true. Even the Bible says that. I mean, I believe in God and all that. Like, there's even a song like "A Saint is just a sinner who fell and got back up." It's a song about that, something like that. Anyways, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you, from being someone on the field, like you know, being a footballer, now you are coaching behind the scenes and also running um, your charity and giving back through giving football. How have you been able to navigate that um, career switch? What's life like for you now compared to when you were eighteen and you know, um, playing in Europe and all of that. I, I, if you asked me when I was, when I was, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, Hey, what are you going to be doing? You know, when at this point in your life, I would have said, I'm, I'm playing in, in first division in Europe somewhere. You know, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm doing until I'm 40 and then I retire and call it a day. Yeah. I never, never thought that I would be where I'm at now, but, I also, I also think, and, and I am so happy where I'm at now because, um, what I, what I have that I never thought I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. Um, and, um, and I, and, and for me, for me, what I always say is like, you, you know, there's a bigger picture that we don't see. 
And, and I think that I didn't see that big picture for a long time. Um, how did I navigate the career switch? I, I, I got in a car accident and it was the same mindset. It's like, Hey, you got a choice here. Wow. You know, like I, I pretty much sat there and I said, okay, well, you know, I, I can, I can sit here and be depressed or I could sit there and make, and, and, and make something of myself, you know, and I had to make a choice to do something is really what it came down to. Um, and I think, like I said, you know, going back to my mom, I think that resilience and tenacity to just keep going, it, mm. it comes from the example of my mom, you know, my mom, when, when everything was going against her, she sat there and said, no, I'm going to step up to the plate and, and do what's right for my kids. I mean, she could care less about what she was going through. It was more like, hey, are the kids okay? And for me, for me, if I could see someone, if I could see my mom do that, you know, at a young age and, and, and be that example for me, it's like, it's like, yeah, I got in a car accident. Okay, cool. My soccer career is done. Okay, cool. Now what? Right? Like, mm-hmm. like and that's, that's kind of where my mindset had to go. Now I went through, I, I, I would be lying if to say I didn't go through a depression. I didn't go through an identity crisis, you know? Um, but, but I, I went through those things and I just had to keep reminding myself there's a reason for it, Mm. you know? And, um, I don't always, I don't feel I'm I'm a, I'm a believer in like, I don't feel that I have a right to ask why things are happening. Um, I think that, I think that it's also for me, I think that it's kind of a waste of time is my mindset is to ask why, because Mm. At the end of the day, I'm going to figure it out. Um, and some things I may never figure out. So I can't sit there and keep wondering why, 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 why is this happening? Why is this happening? Because at the end of the day, I may never know or I may figure out one day. Hmm. So stop focusing my energy on the negative, negativity. Start focusing on positive. Start, start looking at, okay, what am I going to do now? Right? Hmm. And so so – so that's what I did. I, I, I essentially had to take that mindset and sit there and say, okay, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm in this position. I don't want to be in it, but I'm in it. Okay. Now what am I going to do about it? And, um, that's when I got, I went full-time into real estate and then, uh, some time passed as I was doing, as I was doing better in real estate. And I had a friend call me and she said, Hey, um, you know, this is what, this is what, um, I want to do. I want to put together a, a, a nonprofit. Uh, she goes, I know, you know, business, this is my idea, so on and so forth. And I said, okay, I said, let's, let's work it out. Let's figure out how we're going to do it. And so we sat down and we, we built off of the idea that she had, and we totally flipped it into an, a, a, a new idea that basically we go around the world and we put on soccer camps for orphanages. And, um, and since that, that career, that soccer career ending, yeah. how much growth has happened from, from uh, with my career and then with the nonprofit is just phenomenal. And, and to be honest, if I was playing soccer, I don't know that I'd be able to do this nonprofit. Mm. And I am much happier doing this than I was ever playing soccer. Wow. And how long have you been doing this for? Um, I have the, uh, uh, the nonprofit for about two years now. It was shorter than um, playing soccer. Oh yes! Wow! Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, soccer, soccer was my was. I mean, it's it's like uh, you know. I always <laughs> tell people it's my it's my first love. It's I I absolutely love football. I love soccer so much, um, and that's why I'm so grateful to 
still be involved with it and involved in the soccer world. And I still help players go play overseas and play for new clubs and so yeah. on and so forth. But like, um, for me, for me, the impact that I'm able to have on these kids that have nothing is so much greater than anything that I've ever done for myself. Mm. I don't know if that really makes sense. But it does. It does. I think it's, you found yourself in, in the service of others. Yes. Yeah. You, I, I think that's what you've talked about. You've talked about that, you know, you talked about um, why you do what you do and um, giving back and all of that. I can see how, why this answer really makes a lot of sense to me because you already beat that up is you put yourself in the service of others and giving back to your charity, giving football has given you much more purpose than what you found in the field. Yes. Yeah. I really, truly, I really, truly feel that way. And, um, and I just feel like I'm, I, I think there's a bigger, I think there's a bigger picture in this life than just doing what, you know, for our own selves. I, 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 I think that I, I really, I, I talk about this and I said this earlier, but, um, you know, I really truly think the meaning of life is, is pretty simple and we just overcomplicate it. And, and the meaning yeah. of life is really just other people. It is. You know, yeah. I, I had a, I had one of the, one of the girls that I coached a little while ago who actually, she's now playing at um, Cal Poly slow. Um, but she had asked me, she said, Cyrus, do you feel like um, some people are more, just more, more uh, 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 blessed and prone to success than others? And I said, no, I don't. And she said, well, then, then why are you always so successful? Mm. And I said, well, that's, that's drive and dedication. Right. Mm. And then she went on and she, she was talking about, you know, what she wants to do in her life and where, you know, and we, she was asking me all these questions and I said, look, it's pretty simple. I said, there's, there's, there's two things that you really, really truly have to do in life that I feel you have to do in order to be happy. And in order to have a good life. And the first thing is do what makes you happy. Not what makes your friends happy or your anybody family. else happy or your family <laughs> yeah. or your, or your significant other. As long as it's legal, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> as long as it's not bringing harm to yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, do what makes yeah. you happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do what makes you happy. And, um, and the second thing is love. That's not romantically. Let's just love other people, care for people, take care of people. You do those two things and your life, you'll have a good life. And, and, and that's really where it comes down to for me is like, is like the, the impact that I'm able to have on these kids, on the people that I speak to when I go to different speaking engagements and, and the, the agents that I have on my team where I'm, uh, you know, some of these, these agents, they're completely changing their whole lives. You know, some of the people that I've helped have gone from working nine to fives to owning their own business and, 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 and having financial freedom. That's for me, that's amazing, right? Because uh, for me, that's what life's about. You know what I mean? Because, because what I get and everything that I get out is only going to last until I'm gone. And one day I'm going to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the people around you, that's, that's what gives you that. That's what that everlasting life is, is having that impact on the people around you. And if you can have a positive impact on people around you, that's, that's amazing. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an amazing feeling. And it's, it's something that like I truly feel gives, gives purpose to life. Well, um, 
Very well said, Sarah. So I think Mohandas Gandhi said it best. The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. And I think uh, yeah, I agree with that. What you do. Um, so we're kind of rounding off here. We've you know talked a lot about just you know how you started and all that. I have two questions for you. Um, what would you say you miss the most? You know about living Europe, like now that you're no longer there. And the second one is, I'd like for you to talk a little bit about your charity and uh, if you guys are raising any funds, how people can find you and things like that. Yes. Um, what I miss about Europe the most? Yeah. Um, the food. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big foodie. So <laughs> I'm like, I, I travel so much around the, like I always travel. I try to do, I try to do a trip a month if I can, wherever, really? you know, whether it's, whether it's like, um, like this last month I went, I went, I took my, my, I have a motorcycle. I rode up to Ojai for a day, which is only about three hours, two hours away or something from it's me, still something. But, but it's something to just, that's kind of, I love just traveling and trying new places and eating mm. new places. Um, so Europe, like, I mean, the food is just, I, 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 I it's amazing. So I, I, for me, that's, that's like when I travel, I travel for two reasons for the, for the history and the culture and, and, and the food, which is really what I think is a big part of the culture. Right. So yeah, yeah I, w- I really, what I, what I have a goal for is um, hopefully next year I'll go to the uh, international pizza fest in, in Italy. I think it's happening in September this year, but I you hope I can go next there. year. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, that sounds like a cool, you know, that's, that's yeah. You know, pizza is my thing. So, oh, that's, okay. so that's what I mean. <laughs> what don't you miss about Europe then? I guess that should be another question for you know. What was that? What did you miss about Europe on the flip what side? What don't I miss? Yeah. Um I, I, I don't know. I, I um there's 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 some some things like when I played there that I dealt with some some racism when I was there. Um but for me I I I don't know. I, I'm, I, I don't really like to focus on the negative stuff. So like there's, there's some, so many different little things, but like, for me, it's like, it's, it's kind of, to be honest, I, I just, I don't, I don't really have a point to, uh, to, to talk about the negative. Um, I, I really enjoyed it overall. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to put a T chart down and, and I said, Oh yeah. Okay. Positive negatives. I'd have that positives would way outweigh the negatives. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 I think that can be said for any other place that you like. I mean, there will always be upsides and downsides to a place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So finally, tell us about um giving football, uh, what it's all about, and how we can find you. And are you guys using any kind of um funds for charity and whatnot? Yeah. So um, giving football, we're a California-based nonprofit organization. Um, we uh, uh we go around the world. We put on soccer camps for orphanages. Um, we've been to multiple different countries like Egypt. We've been to, um, Mexico. We've been to Belize. We've been all over the world. And, um, what our goal is, is for this next year coming 2020 is to be able to do a trip a month to, um, um, one, one trip a month, uh, abroad and then one, one orphanage a month domestically, um, is our big goal. So we are raising funds and that's pretty much what drives this, this, what, what, what pushes this nonprofit pretty much up until now, I've, um, the income that I put into it has, has kept this going. Um, we have uh, a number of donations, um, that we've received. And, um, what we're doing this year is, uh, 
we have actually our first annual art gala on November 21st mm. in Laguna Beach, California. Um, right before I was on the phone, uh, on the, on the line with you, actually, yeah. I, um, I was, uh, in, I was on the board meeting, uh, uh, call with our nonprofit and we were just nailing down the specifics for that event. So we have our Facebook where you could donate on our Facebook. If you just look up giving football, I think our, our link for, for Facebook is giving football dot LA. Um, and then we have, uh, on our, on our Instagram is at giving football. Um, we have givingfootball.org. There's a donate link on there. Um, the, the, what drives any nonprofit is the people that support it. And, um, and that's where, that's where I think, you know, we make a bigger picture. What I found a lot of the times from the people that have donated to us and, and that have helped us do what we're doing is, um, they really enjoy the fact that they know exactly where their money's going. You know, they know exactly, Hey, look, this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. We're going from, like I said, you know, we've been to so many, so many different countries. Um, and, and, you know, from one, one, one orphanage may have 20, 20 kids and another one has 40 and then another one has 120 or 200. And, um, it's a, it's an amazing thing to be able to go because no matter what, I always say like, for instance, one of the trips, it costs us nearly, nearly $10,000. And, um, and, uh, I, I, I always say like, I would spend, you know, 10 times that if I just have an impact on one kid, hmm. because, because one, I'm a big believer in the butterfly effect. Oh, yeah. I'm a butterfly. A butterfly is in my, in my room. I have a butterfly on the back of my phone. And, and, um, I think butterflies symbolize new beginnings, but also it symbolizes how, how, you know, a little thing can be amazing and beautiful, you know, and can change into one of the most beautiful things in the world. And, um, and you have, uh, uh, you know, one, one little act can change into a huge act. You know, I always talk at my talks, I always say like, go out and just say, say, Hey, you have nice shoes on because that may change that person's day and they may go do a better, a little better. You know, they may say, Hey, you have an amazing, they may pay for someone's coffee and that person may save that money and give it to somebody else. And then yeah. it grows into something, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a bigger picture. And if we could change one, one person's one kid's life, then, then, then we're doing the right thing. And then, that, then we're making a difference. And so I'm a big believer in that. And, um, and we've had so many positive stories and positive impacts, um, that are so, you know, the, countless. And, um, and so that's what keeps driving this nonprofit and it's really the donors. It's really the people that back us that keep us going. Hmm. That's really deep and, um, sounds very, um, like you, you make a lot of impact in the community. And I, I, I like that Cyrus and I do wish you the very Thank best. You. Um, thanks for sharing, you know, your story and just starting from your origin. And I'm curious, you know, did your auntie and, um, your dad's um, brother kind of get together or was it just your mom and your dad? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> for a very good story as well, but he's okay. It's I know, okay. No, they, Maybe their job was just to drive the car. Funnier, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes it a little funnier, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. it's like the, the, the reason that they actually met 
which yeah. you know it didn't actually work but then they actually yeah. worked out and and it was something that it's like i said like everything happens for a reason for right? a reason. like I mean, you know, at that who time, at that day, on, on that road, you know, who left that? Like, something could come out of that. You pass people exactly. by every day, and you never know where your destiny is going to be from. Exactly. It's, so, it's such a cool, it's, it's a really cool thing, yeah. It so. is. And yeah, then your mom's just <laughs> goes like, hell no, like, who's laughing? I'm sure your dad is laughing a lot when he tells that story. Like, the, I can imagine the look of satisfaction in his face. But anyways, um, thanks a lot for sharing all of that. And, you know, just about your... Um, your work in the community and also talking about failure and motivation and giving football. I'll put up that link as well. And, you know, hopefully you can get some more money raised for your charity. Cause some, some of, that's some of the things I do on the show as well to help people, you know, raise some money for their charity. So thank you so amazing, much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you have no, any final you. thoughts before. Um, no, we... thank, thank you. Thank you so much for, for having me and for allowing me to share my, my, my story. You know, it's really means a lot. Um, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Anyway, guys, you've you heard it all. Um, go on the website and, and check out the show notes to hear more about to read more about Cyrus's um charity and also what he does. If you're interested in contacting him, you can also find a link to his Facebook and um Instagram pages on there. Well, um, this was the show. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you guys on the episode of the Mossible Podcast. I mean, your host Mossible. All right, Cyrus, thank you so so much. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. <laughs>